0: Hey guys, it's Simon. this is Brustling Unlimited as it's Monday and tonight was Monday Night Raw. Of course, tonight's Monday Night Raw. I just go, I thought this was a pretty good show as far as building stuff up for money in the bank, doing other things with some stuff we'll talk about as far as like building towards tomorrow's NXT show, which I like when they do this. I like when they have the the main roster and the NXT integration, and then we get the NXT wrestler on the main roster. We saw it with Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Now we're seeing it with Braun Breaker. So I'm really enjoying that stuff. But as far as, you know, the show as a whole, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I thought it was a very better than we've gotten over the last couple of weeks. The last couple of weeks, the shows have kind of just been like, Up and down and here and there. But I thought throughout this was a really good show. But we've also got Luke right over here. Luke, what did you think of tonight's Monday Night Raw?
1: Honestly, I thought Raw was pretty good tonight. Like you said, they did a good job building stuff up for Money in the Bank. Honestly, tonight was very productive. Like, they added some new people to, like, the Money in the Bank matches. Got a big return tonight, which we'll talk about that later. But overall, I thought it was a good show. Now.
0: As you say, this was productive towards Money in the Bank, not to compare it to AEW, but they've not been all that productive to Forbidden Door, which is this weekend. WWE's still got like an extra two weeks till the pay-per-view. AEW's got this weekend and only four matches announced. So yeah, they either got to really, 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 really step it up or I don't know. But I'd say WWE doing a better job, Booking, uh, building out and getting hype for their pay per view over AEW. Just my opinion.
1: I agree with you on that one. But with that, now, was, th- go honestly, for it. they don't they don't really feel too motivated with door this year, though. That's why I feel like they just don't feel motivated with it. Because now, because it felt like, all right, we got to do it this year. We did it last year. We got to do it again this year. Hmm. Let's just throw all these matches on the card.
0: So, I know we're not talking Forbidden Door and AEW right now, but I had a thought about something. So, last year, we were supposed to get Hiroshi Tanahashi versus CM Punk. CM Punk got hurt. The match couldn't happen. I was thinking today, there's a way we can get that match this year. So, MJF is doing the whole, I ain't showing up. I ain't wrestling some indie wrestler from Japan, blah, 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 blah. blah. He's basically threatening to no-show. So what if MJF no-shows and CM Punk, with his red bag and his title belt, shows up to face Tanahashi at Forbidden Door? Because Max no-showed.
1: That would be interesting. And I'm pretty sure, like, there was some reports. Didn't, like, Punk not want to work with Kenta?
0: Oh, I think it might be the other way around. I don't know. I think it's both.
1: But that would Originally, be... Originally, like, Kenta was saying he wanted to face Punk, and now, well, like, I don't know. Kenta was doing
0: the whole, you gotta pay me a lot of money to take that match. But I was just thinking, like, if Max no-shows, Punk steps up, then Punk can be like, look, look that's Punk kid. I'm the better world champion. And then they can slowly start that feud between the two. Or who's the real world champion in AEW? It would be interesting. Just, really would. just a thought I had earlier. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining us here. Whether you're watching live on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Unlimited Live or later on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Or listening on podcast services all around the globe. Like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below, or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription, or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff of four games, and you always get one free subscription to any. Which channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here. Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember, head over to YouTube. Hit that join button. Become a channel member. And finally, go over to the Epic Game Store. Go over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game like Dead Island 2. Whether you're claiming the free games like Guacamelee and Guacamelee 2. Or trying to get in that new season of Fortnite that just dropped a little, about a week ago or so over a week ago and use our code PWUnlimited at checkout and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Again, use code PWUNLIMITED for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases. But as far as Raw does go, the show opens up and we hear, welcome everybody to Monday Night Raw and Seth's music immediately plays. Seth comes down to the ring and he stands in the ring, he's soaking in the crowd, spotlight right on him and he gets attacked by Finn Balor. Finn attacks from behind and takes out Seth Rollins. Um crowd starts chanting you suck as Balor is just destroying Seth, just beating the crap out of Seth. Balor got pulled away by officials and whatnot what does he do? He fakes him out. Runs back over to Seth. Jumps off the uh, steel steps. And gives Seth a coup de gras on the floor. He then does another off the announce table. And yet another off the steps again after again evading officials and referees. They eventually get Finn out of there. And I think it was Corey Graves is like, Well, hopefully Seth Rollins doesn't have broken ribs or anything. And this went about five minutes. What do you think of this? Well, actually, give me one second. There was more of this, actually. We go backstage. Rollins is walking, going, where's Finn? Where is he? Where is he? And, well, Finn finds him and attacks from behind, beats him down again, throws him on a table, throws him into an equipment box. Balor then grabs the belt, holds it in Rollins' face, and says, I've been waiting seven years for this. Seven years. What do you think of this opening segment with Seth and Finn? That apparently, according to a report from Fightful, had some drastic changes done to it.
1: Honestly, it was a uh, like feel like it had a lot of Vince in it, though. Like This opening segment, I kind of feel like, this feels like a Vince McMahon segment, though. And Then I, I saw that report saying that, like, this had made drastic changes to that opening segment. And I was like, all right, that's not, that's not really surprising because I feel like this is a Vince McMahon segment right here. Like, do you agree?
0: A little bit. I can see where you're coming from with the whole announce and advertise something for a week and then we don't even get it with the open challenge. The weird thing, the weird thing with all of this that I kept saying on Twitter all day, that open challenge was not advertised until five minutes before Raw. So... If you watch the USA Network right before Raw, you'll get a show. A lot of times they've been doing recently, Chicago uh, Fire. That show will take its last break. And right before it comes back, it'll cut to a live shot of Monday Night Raw in the building. And we'll get Kevin Patrick going, coming up at the top of the hour on Monday Night Raw, we've got this. And we've also got this. We'll see you in just a couple of minutes. And that was the only time... All day WWE made any reference that I saw to the open challenge from Seth, whether that was on Twitter, whether that was on Facebook, Instagram, or um their website. Well that was very interesting that they weren't advertising the open challenge, which led me to think that maybe they were gonna nix it. And then they kinda nixed it. It kinda never it didn't actually happen. So yeah, very weird that it basically told us all day that this Open challenge wasn't happening. But we ended up getting a different type of open challenge as The Miz came out and complained, stating that he was going to accept Seth's open challenge, but Seth can't do it anymore. So we're here in his hometown of Cleveland, and he is going to issue an open challenge. He wants to issue an open challenge to impress the losers of Cleveland. And that is when we got the return of Tommaso Ciampa. Yes, Tommaso Ciampa did finally make his big return tonight on Monday Night Raw, taking on his former, I guess you could say, buddy in The Miz. So this whole thing starts off, and Miz is giving him a look like, Oh, oh, what are we doing here? you going to come be my friend again? And that's not what happened. Match went four minutes. The guys went back and forth but Chompa did eventually pick up the victory. Chompa came in with a house of fire until Miz kicked his leg out from under him and hit a DDT for a two. Miz came off the top with the double axe handle, but Chompa caught him in midair with a knee strike. Chompa followed this up with a fairytale ending and picked up the victory. I was a little disappointed that Chompa didn't get a bigger reaction from the live crowd, but he got an okay reaction when his music hit and it said, Chompa, across the screen. But what did you think?
1: I'm honestly pretty hyped that Chompa's back. They even brought his old theme song back, which I, which I thought that was pretty cool. They even brought back his old like jacket he would wear all the time in mm-hmm. NXT. Right. So I'm pretty excited about this. Please give me DIY versus Kevin Owens, <laughs> Sami Zayn at SummerSlam. Please give me that match. Like, please. That
0: would be and, awesome.
1: I mean, it might not happen because they're really building up guys against Imperium. But, that match would be amazing, though.
0: Oh, yeah. And I mean, SummerSlam would be a great place to do it, but you can... I mean, we know they're going to have a big show in India, I want to say in September, maybe? And there's still that rumored Australia show. So maybe one of those. Let me see. When's WWE going to India again? WWE, India, pay-per-view... Um, is being rumored that WWE will be running a show in India. Let's see, right? Nope, this is right. In
2: potentially September n-
0: well, that doesn't make sense. Potentially September 9th. But that would be a week after payback. No.
2: When's the payback show again? Payback is. be Payback
0: 2023. Because payback is taking place on the 2nd.
2: Yeah. So well,
0: this would be. The week after, maybe I don't know. We'll see. That was a rumored date like a month ago, early September. Now we're getting payback, so I don't know.
1: But yeah, DIY versus. What would they do like go for it? They- what would they do for- in India? Would they do just extreme rules or neighbor or something?
0: No, I don't think they would do extreme rules. I think it would just be a normal show with a normal name, kind of like when you know. Puerto Rico got backlash, so maybe this can be a Judgment Day or something. I don't know. Well, no, it can't be Judgment Day because we have a Judgment Day group. I doubt they would do a pay-per-view called Judgment Day anymore. But it could be like an old name. Or they did have Superstar. They did that one show from the Thunderdome that was supposed to be like India-focused. And it was like Superstar Showdown or something like that. It would be Superstar Showdown. Superstar Spectacle was the name that they used for the India show from, um, the P- the, not the PC, from the Thunderdome. So maybe we get another WWE Superstar Spectacle. Yet. Yeah. boy. Speaking of Judgment Day, they made their way out. And then we go to commercial they had to stand there for three minutes and then finally balor got to speak balor stated that rollins open rollins open challenge was canceled because the only one who's taken the title is him balor said that the fans could sing rollins song at his funeral crowd began singing so rhea ripley told them to shut up now here's my thing with this if he says no one's going to take this title f- from finn but me does that mean he's going to screw up the title match tomorrow on nxt That's my thinking, and
1: that's what Corey Graves kept asking as well. So, here's what I'm thinking with that. Okay. I think they'll they'll do a part where Braun's about to win, and Dragunov comes out and screws over Braun because who screwed over Dragunov in his opportunity to go after the NXT championship? You're not
0: wrong there. I like that.
1: So, Ely Dragunov screws over Braun, Seth gets the win, and while Seth is celebrating, Finn comes out and attacks Seth.
0: I like that.
2: It's not a bad idea at all.
1: Then That would like build into more like Braun and Ilya Dragunov's rivalry Mm -hmm. that they're going to do.
0: Back to this segment. Ripley said that Balor would bring the world title to the Judgment Day. While Ripley herself already is a world champion. And she's got the women's division on lockdown. Ripley said Damian Priest would win money in the bank. While Latino Heat Dami. Well. He's going to put everyone's favorite wrestler, Cody Rhodes, down. Priest reiterated that he would win money in the bank. Priest warns Rhodes to keep Dom's name out of his mouth or else Judgment Day would ensure he never fought again. Dom then took the mic and, of course, the crowd just boos and boos and boos and boos and boos. And Dom kind of powers through it and he's like, Cody, you and two partners against the Judgment Day. And he's like trying to do this. But like, the crowd's booing really loud, so he probably can't hear himself. And basically, it challenges Cody and two partners of his choosing to a six-man tag in the main event tonight. Which we learned was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yet, Fightful had been reporting that it was going to be Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Cody against Imperium tonight. But they changed the, the plans, I guess. Or maybe Fightful was wrong. I don't know.
1: No Giovanni Vinci tonight. So the word
0: the, going on with him? the word last week was they want him to sell the injury that Riddle gave him, but I'm like, what injury? Riddle put him in an ankle lock, and that was it. I don't know. Very odd.
1: Unless they're saying he broke his ankle, I'm like, well, I mean, maybe they're going that route, trying to sell that he'll be out for a while.
0: Potentially. Sorry about that.
1: I don't Uh, know how long it takes for a broken ankle to heal.
0: I mean, Mercedes is still healing from hers two, three weeks ago. Broken ankle recovery time. Usually a broken ankle six to ten
2: weeks. There we go.
0: As we move forward. There is a dramatic video package recapping the closing segment of last week's Smackdown with the Bloodline and the Usos turning on Roman. They then talk about the Bloodline Civil War coming up and Money in the Bank. Roman Reigns stole Sokoa against Jimmy and Jay, the Usos. So, Roman not defending the title again. This will be a fun match, though. Oh, yeah. You know, we've kind of seen this before. At Money in the Bank, I don't remember the year, but it was on the kickoff show when Roman and Seth were the tag champions. The Usos challenged them to a tag title match and Money in the Bank, which is very coincidental. I don't know if they did that on purpose or not, but cool.
1: Yeah, but this match is going to be like way different.
0: Though. Oh, yeah. Well, that was a pre-show match for the tag titles. This is way different, and it's got Solo instead of Seth. So, speaking of tag team champ...
2: Go
1: I'm honestly curious to see, like, what are they going to do for Roman at SummerSlam? Are they going to do him versus Jimmy, or him versus Jay? Uh, if they're going to do
0: him... If they're going to do one of them, I would say Jimmy, because we already seen him and Jay a couple of times. And we haven't seen him versus Jimmy one-on-one. Even though... In my opinion, and this is all just opinion, I think Jay's the better wrestler of the two Usos, but that's just my opinion. So, speaking of tag team champions, Byron Saxton interviewed Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and, of course, asked about the bloodline. Owens got very annoyed and said, quote, why are you always asking about the bloodline? Kevin said, that's a fair, or Sammy said, that's a fair question. But Owens said he didn't care about them. Owens was getting angry, and Zane tried to calm him down. Zane said that you got anger problems. He's like, what? He's like, you're a rageaholic. Zane says that he had a rage problem and challenged him to keep it together for the rest of the night. As soon as I hear something about you've got anger issues, my first thought was, where's Dr. Shelby? Bring me Dr. Shelby to calm down Kevin Owens. That's what I'm thinking. Give me
1: Doctor. Shelby. Well, they did Shelby. mention his. They did mention his name, though. Corey Graves did. I'm yes. pretty sure.
0: I think. I think I heard that as well.
1: Like, it's like this. Probably gonna be another Doctor. Shelby moment here. So,
2: um,
0: basically, uh, Kevin or Sammy's name was like, "Hey, I'm gonna challenge you." to not have an outburst for the remainder of the night. And if you can do it, I'll shut I'll shut up about this. Kevin's like, yeah, forever. <laughs> and they agreed. And so we had a running gag throughout the show of people doing things that would normally piss Kevin off and him having to hold it all in, basically. I liked it. What I was confused by, at least at first, we started airing random ass TikTok-looking videos, but there were all these videos of, like, Chelsea Green being recorded, being a Karen, being crazy in the wild. Like, there was literally one where she got out of her car in traffic. I don't know how WWE pulled off filming this one. Out of her car in traffic and went and yelled at a guy. Like, what? And then she, like, yelled at a, a store owner and a couple other things. This was very interesting. And all it did was lead to a two-minute match where the... Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville got beat by Caden Carter and Katana Chance. Like, there's nothing to this. So little that I don't have any notes other than Chance and Carter won quickly with their after-party finish.
1: That's it. Thoughts? I mean, for, like, those TikToks, I mean, like, the store building and, like, the restaurant and the gym one, I mean, those are easy to, like, film and stuff. You can just rent those out. Yeah. And just, like, some content there. Like, the traffic one, like, I'm shocked like they didn't like someone didn't like call police or anything just to like so like how do you know that's not like real or fake. Either WWE
0: actually went through the lengths of setting up production for it, getting the permits and making it legit or they were like hey film this really fast like get to a red light and see how fast we can do it and just go from there. So I don't know. Just trust me I've done some had
1: to. I've had to like tell police or something like, Hey, this person's going to like, just skit with this person on the road. So like if someone calls police, just tell them like, Hey, it's just like for TV and stuff.
0: I mean, all I know is I've done some stupid stuff at a, at a red light before, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Magmalor says, is there an ETA on Mac Cardona returning? Well, no one's ever said that Mac Cardona was actually returning. There was just rumors of people thinking he could return because his wife was with the company, but he's even said, Mm, I'm loving doing the indie God stuff. And he's got all that stuff with Steph DeLander. So, I don't know. I mean, there was never anything concrete that was reported that, oh, Matt Cardona's for sure coming back. It was just like, hey, they'll take him back if he'll come back.
1: Well, there was a rumor, which I don't know if it's true or not. There was a rumor saying that WWE wanted him back, but he said no because he still wanted to do indie stuff.
0: I can see it, but I don't know. I don't know. All I know is it hasn't happened yet. Don't get your hopes up. And I mean, I can see him coming back before he retires. Yeah. But as far as him coming back now full-time and not doing the stuff he's doing, I, would, I think he's having too much fun doing what he's doing now. Being basically like the biggest, most popular top guy outside of WWE and AEW like not signed to an actual company. So then we got an interesting interview segment where Kathy Kelly was at the top of the ramp and she introduces her guest, Cody Rhodes. So Cody does a quick little interview on the stage. She asked about Judgment Day's challenge as far as the six-man tag does go. Rhodes says Ripley was dominating. Priest was a few steps away from climbing that ladder and making history, and Balor could be the next champion. He then said, quote, and then there's Dom. Rhodes said finding two partners wouldn't be a problem, and he accepts the six-man tag challenge. So then we had Indu Shur against Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. And all I'm going to say, Cedric's wife not happy about this. She took to Twitter to let us know. But as far as this match does go, it went two minutes. And it was just another squash. Benjamin and Alexander took the fight to Veer and Sanga early on. But as soon as they really tried to do much, they were overpowered. Veer tackled uh, Benjamin while Sanga dropped Alexander on the barricade. They hit Benjamin with her double team and picked up the win. It really didn't seem like these two teams were on the same page. And it just felt sloppy. I'm going to be honest and maybe it was supposed to be like that on purpose. Cause they're just not supposed to be a match, but a beating. I don't know. It just, it didn't do it for me. Thoughts?
1: I mean, yeah, there really wasn't much to the match. If I'm being completely honest. And yeah, I just read a big school tweet about Cedric. Read it. Cause I don't have it pulled up. Uh, she says Cedric and Shelton truly deserve and have earned more. The Hurt Business should have been back, Lord.
0: Yeah, and then somebody I saw earlier quote-tweeted or responded going, yeah, we were robbed of the Bloodline versus the Hurt Business or something like that. And she says, like, that would have been Prime.
1: I'm honestly kind of shocked they didn't bring back the Hurt Business because they were were making a lot of teases saying, oh, like, the Hurt Business could come back and they were going to add Omos to it. Like... No, it never happened. Probably won't
2: happen either. No, probably not anymore.
0: So, Owens and Zane are walking through the back when some guy spills his coffee on Owens' shirt. Owens uh, curbed his rage and brushed it off. The annoyances didn't stop there. Matt Riddle, who we know Kevin Owens can't stand, would come up. Zane encouraged Riddle to tell them everything he's been up to. Almost like Sammy wanted Kevin to have an outburst and wanted Kevin to fail his little challenge here. Real says he'd been watching movies and asked if Owens was watching his movie, like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Little Giants, which I don't get that joke. I love those two movies, but I don't get the joke of your movies. Honey, I Shrunk the Kid and Little Giants. I don't get it.
2: Little Giants? Was that a soccer movie? No, football. With Rick Moranis and Ed O'Neill. Little Giants is
0: freaking fantastic.
1: I do remember seeing Honey I Shrunk the Kids, and I saw Honey We Shrunk Ourselves.
0: Did you see Honey We Blew Number Up too good? Honey I blew up the baby.
1: I have not seen that one now. What?
0: What? Hold on. Hold the phone. You saw. Honey, we shrunk ourselves, and Honey, we shrunk, I shrunk the kids, but you never saw the one in the middle? You just skipped Honey, I bloat the Baby, which is freaking amazing? Do you have Disney Plus? You need to go watch this movie. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah, I have Disney Plus. Yes, go watch this movie. I, 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 oh, my.
0: Big, all I'm going to say is Big Bunny. Big Bunny! Like, this Honey I Blew Up the Baby is great. It's got freaking Carrie Russell in it. It's got um, Daniel, was it Shalkar, playing Adam. And then and the little baby, who turns Big Baby. And then Robert Olivieri Olivier is Nick. Like, man, no. Honey I Blew Up the Baby, or the, the kid, is amazing. All three of those movies are great. And they're basically rebooting it for Disney+. Plus. And Rick Moranis says he will return. But, come on, hold on. I'll Pull up a, a image here. Give me a second. You can't honestly tell me you've never seen this. Hold on, hold on. Images. Come on, give me Adam walking through Vegas. No, the guitar. Yes, him playing the guitar. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on.
2: You should totally clip this and then post it later as a YouTube short. Tell me you've never seen this. You've never? I don't don't think I have, no. What? I I haven't.
0: This movie is amazing. So you've seen the first movie and the third movie, but not the middle movie, the second movie. Jesus freaking Christ. You're fired. (laughs) Like, come on! This movie's great.
1: I I don't think I've had the chance to see that movie. I, I well, I remember I saw Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves because I'm pretty sure that was on Netflix for a little bit.
0: I believe so. Plus, that was an older movie. Like that came way later, like way later. Because Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was early '90s. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was. 89. And Honey, I Blew Up the Kid was 92. And then We Shrunk Ourselves, still a great movie, was 1997. And so, yeah.
2: But hold on. I'm double checking. All these are on Disney Plus. I know I've watched it on Disney
0: Plus, but they've been like taking stuff off of Disney Plus recently. Mm -hmm. Blue. They're all there. Disney freaking
2: plus. Anyways.
1: I'll watch, I'll watch it this Wednesday when I'm on the road.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, no, great movie. Great movie. It's all about how. You
1: totally,
0: huh? Go for it. You
1: should totally clip this part oh, and I am. post as a YouTube short. This was hilarious. Oh, yeah.
0: No. Amazing. But no, this one is unlike Drinking the Kids, he made this kid gigantic. And it all happens because he has got to take the kids to work. And the baby wants his bunny rabbit. Well, they try to use the bunny rabbit as a guinea like a test thing to see if the, um, what is it? To see if the Ray can actually make something big or whatever. And then they think it didn't work, but then it does work. And then the baby walks in and tries to get his button. Yeah, no, it's great. Big bunny. That's all I'm going to say. Big bunny.
1: Um, uh, Alex White Alex White wants to know where's Bobby Lashley Bobby Lashley's on Smackdown
0: Bobby Lashley's on Smackdown and worked a dark match last Friday he wasn't on the show but he was there and worked a match
1: I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Shelton and Cedric they're free agents though Like I believe so yeah as far as I, like we can check it's like brand split we can check because
0: WWE now has a free agent tab on their website
1: for superstars Free agents, I appreciate, I know, I know MVP and Omos, they're free agents, I know that. They are not listed as free, oh no, wait, they
0: are listed as free agents. The free agents are as followed. Baron Corbin, Brock Lesnar, Cedric Alexander, Dolph Ziggler, Elias, Mustafa Ali, MVP, Omos, Shelton Benjamin, Von Wagner, and Zion Quinn. Those are the free agents.
2: From the last draft. We're
0: getting back to this show. Monday Night Raw. Look, Paul's in the ring, sitting on the top of a ladder. He got so many boos, even though he was trying to be a babyface at first, and then turned heel on the crowd, basically. Paul mentioned some of the greatest people in all of sports. They came from Cleveland, like LeBron James, which got a mixed reaction, and Jerry the King Lawler, which got some cheers. Paul then thought about all the great moments he made while in um, Cleveland, but then said the best moments in his life, though— Came when he left Cleveland. He said, I came back, though, and the Browns still suck. Yeah, they should be good this, this year, though. Eh. We'll see. I watch football, but I don't follow it close enough to know, like, who's going to be good and not good before the season starts.
1: Oh, like, I'm, I'm always studying football because <laughs> I always got to prepare for my fantasy football drafts. So. Right.
0: Uh, So Paul said that he was still the best that they've got in Cleveland. and People here just keep on losing. His brother lost in his most recent fight. He himself lost to Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. And The Miz, who is also from Cleveland, even lost tonight. Paul then wanted to put some respect on Cleveland's name. Paul said that he reached out to WWE executives and received a very special invitation. He gets to come to London and be in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Paul said that he would win the briefcase, cash it in on whoever he wanted, and celebrate a barley house here in Cleveland. But yeah, no I have to qualify. He's just automatically in. Just automatically in.
1: I did not like that at all.
0: I mean, like with Brock Lesnar, just, Brock didn't have to qualify. Brock showed up at the end of the match and just won it.
1: <laughs> I mean, I just hate how like some of these guys don't have to qualify to get in. And, like, other guys have to. True. Like, when the Royal Rumble, like...
0: Oh, don't get me started on that
1: one. That, I mean, to be fair, there's some guys who are who have kind of, like, proven themselves, and they, they didn't have to qualify, so they can just enter it. Like, I understand that. Why do, like, some guys get a say of where they haven't really proven themselves to automatically enter when, when there's guys who have proven themselves, but they still have to qualify?
0: No rhyme or reason at all. But I mean, with I get where you're coming from, but do you really want to see 60 qualifying matches for the Royal Rumble? No, 30. 30 qualifying matches for
2: the Royal Rumble with 60 wrestlers. You have 30
0: wrestlers. No, because if you're doing qualifying matches, you would have singles matches, two people in the match. Times that by, you'd have to do 30 matches with 60 people. And so, one guy qualifies and one guy doesn't. You
1: th- I, would just, I would just, like, put the wrestlers in the matching and just call it B.
0: Yeah. Just let everyone qual- uh, declare instead of doing qualifying matches. I mean, qualifying matches are fun. If you can be like, these guys are new on the main roster, so they got to earn it still. I don't know. But money in the bank, everyone should have to earn it. Everyone should have to earn it. Just my opinion.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Ricochet would interrupt. Dave, what- Go for it.
1: I mean, what they could do differently for Royal Rumble is, like, they announce all the participants and where some guys are, like, salty, they didn't get in. Like, all right, put your spot on the line against me, and then they lose their spot. I can see that.
0: Well, Ricochet interrupts. Go for it. That's
1: something close that they can do to a qualifying match where Mm -hmm. I would be okay with.
0: Right. Ricochet interrupts Logan Paul. He mentioned that he made Paul go viral at the Royal Rumble. Shinsuke Nakamura then comes out and says even more reasons uh, why he thinks he's going to win Money in the Bank. Then we got LA Knight. LA Knight comes out to a great pop from the crowd. Called them a useless. He said, you guys are as useless as basketball cleats. Knight told Paul to shove prime bottles up his ass. Crowd loved that one. Out with comes Santos Escobar. He entered next and welcomed Paul to the party. Butch would then make his way out, and Paul said, I don't even know who this is. As he entered the ring, Butch did not have a microphone, and instead of talking, he decked Paul upon entering the ring. A brawl then broke out, which led to Paul taking out both Escobar and Ricochet with a dive to the outside. looked great. Uh, With everybody down, Paul climbed the ladder and posed with the briefcase. And I still think, LA Knight's going to win it. I would like to see um, Logan Paul win because I think the unpredictability of him not being there often is really cool because it's not like, okay, he's got money in the bank. He could show up at any time and cash in, but he's rarely over here. So the champ's really going to have to have their head on a swivel. But I still think the right choice is LA Knight.
1: I agree with you on that one. Like fans have literally been like Egging WWE, like, make LA Knight I mean the bank. They've been, like, yes. saying that since I'd say a little bit before Royal Rumble time. Like, LA Knight just like so over right now with the fans. I feel like you have to put it on LA Knight. 100%. Especially since they but, kept them off the WrestleMania card. That pissed off fans. Yeah. They, wasn't the rumor match they were supposed to have him fight Bobby Lashley, then they just decided not to? Well,
0: Bobby was supposed to fight Bray. And then Bray got sick or something. I don't know. The rumor is he's dealing with an illness, but I don't believe that bullcrap. I don't know. Then they were going to do something with him and Bobby. Yeah. After the Bray thing fell through. I don't know what's going on. I don't. I, they still never really clarified what was going on with any of that. I don't think anyone really knows at this point. Oh, you know no. WWE knows Scarborough, <laughs> right? Uh, Jesse Hyde, you're half right. Um, it's not that Disney and WWE are in talks. It's that, according to a report from the New York Post, Disney would be interested in having talks with WWE, and if they could get, like, SmackDown or something, they would want to put it on FX. But nobody has reported that talks between WWE and Disney are currently active. Just... Both sides would be interested in talking with one another. Then we had a nine-minute match. It was Matt Riddle versus Ludwig Kaiser. Good match. I really like this. Gunther was at ringside, as you alluded to earlier. No Giovanni Vinci. Uh, Riddle was all over Kaiser, but he distracted himself by yelling at Gunther. So Kaiser tripped him up and suplexed him off the apron. After a commercial break, Riddle fought back with a fisherman's suplex, some strikes, a forearm, and an exploder suplex. There's a dive in there somewhere, and a fisherman's buster as well. Riddle tried something off the middle ropes, but Kaiser caught him with a rolling fireman's carry. Kaiser tried a back elbow off the middle turnbuckle, but Riddle countered into a German suplex, which looked awesome. Riddle then followed this up with a bro Derek and picked up the victory. So Riddle does get the win. I thought this match was really good. I thought these two worked really well together. Like, their chemistry in the ring was great. Gunther tried a cheap shot, though, after the match, but Riddle uh, ducked it, and he fought back. Yet, the double team was too much as Gunther... As Kaiser held him down, and Gunther repeatedly worked over his lower leg and ankle. What'd you think?
1: I thought the match was really fun. I enjoyed it. I'm really... Really curious to see when they do Riddle versus Gunther. If I, I mean, I assume it's Money in the Bank, but that match should be amazing.
0: Yes, I'm so I mean, here know, for it.
1: I know those guys worked in NXT when they had Riddle team with like MSK to take on Imperium. Really? So yeah. So, I'm really mm-hmm. looking forward to see these guys work one on one.
0: I'm trying to see if anything was announced. During um, the Raw, whatever it's called, Rebound, or whatever that show they do afterwards is. Don't a see. Raw Talk? Raw Talk, that's it. I don't know why I couldn't think. I don't see anything on WWE's website about really much from Raw Talk. So, yeah. Yeah, there's like a LA Knight interview from it, and there's a Logan Paul interview, and that's about it. Uh, Next up, we get the word that tomorrow morning, World Heavyweight Champion Seth Freakin' Rollins will be appearing on the Pat McAfee Show. He will be on the show in the first hour at 12.20 p.m. Eastern. Remember, Pat McAfee Show does start at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, and Seth will be within the first hour of the show.
2: Should be a fun show.
0: I can see him getting like twenty minutes, thirty minutes on the show. See what they? I wonder what they talk about. Because Pat's been gone. Seth's the champ. He's facing Braun Breaker tomorrow night, so it's going to be a fun one. Medical staff helped Riddle walk through the back. He couldn't put any weight on his ankle. Imperium then approached Owens and Zane. Kaiser hoped that they saw what they. Uh, Cope did the tag champs, saw what they did to Riddle. Owens kind of flipped out on Kaiser and asked why he was so long winded. told Kaiser to just get to the point. Zane saw a notification on his phone and then told Imperium, hey, uh, yeah, we got to go. We got something we got to deal with. Let's get going. Zane and Owens basically brushed them off and walked away. I think it was a text from Cody saying, I need partners.
2: Um, there was
0: a clip of Alpha Academy training Maxine. Chad Gable gave some guy a vertical suplex, and the guy sold it like he injured his back. Gable said it was all in the hips, which is a great um, 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 Happy Gilmore reference. Me and the kids actually just watched that movie the other day. It's all in the hips. Otis then showed her by thrusting his. They brought someone in to take a suplex by Dupree, but they deliberately ended the video before showing her execute the move because she does it later. I'm liking these a lot. These little, you know, Chad Trains Maxine videos are so good. So good. I love the one last week when she's trying to do the arm drag to um, Otis, and he's just like, you got to get under it. You got to get under it. It's so good. So good. Oh, yeah. These are these are pretty entertaining. Yes. And I like him wearing the, like, gym teacher outfit. The shorter shorts and the, the polo shirt. With the, the whistle.
1: PE teacher vibes. Yep.
0: Yep. And speaking of all of them, they came up next. It was the Viking Raiders against the Alpha Academy. Valhalla and Maxine at ringside. And, well, the match itself... Didn't matter. This was all about Maxine and Valhalla. The crowd is getting really into Gable as they popped when he came out. They popped for his overhead suplexes to bigger men. Like you would think, shouldn't be able to do that, but he is. Valhalla then tried to distract Gable. So Dupree yanked her from the apron and then gave her a vertical suplex on the floor. Crowd Lost their minds. They loved this. Yet, Gable got excited. A little too excited. It distracted him. Eric grabbed him. Dropped him on his knee. Kind of like a GTS. And pinned him to pick up the victory. So there we go. Viking Raiders do get the win. But Maxine got the suplex on Valhalla.
1: I'm still, I'm still interested to see how... Maxine's gonna do in her match against Valhalla because I don't think she's had a match yet. No, she's she's never had an actual match. Matches at the PC, right? Like, hopefully it goes well. Hopefully, like, one gets hurt or anything, or something bad happens. Right. Uh, It's gonna be like a super safe, maybe two minute match, is what I assume. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Mr. Bangs with a good question. He says, are you reviewing NXT tomorrow for the title match? I'm not sure because I might not be home. I might have a photo shoot. I got a good deal. Natalia was in the back talking to Kathy Kelly. She said that she wants a chance to prove herself and prove that she belongs here in WWE after the squash that she had on Night of Champions against Rhea Ripley. Basically, Kathy was like, hey, how do you see this going different this time? We did have a non-title match, Women's World Champion Rhea Ripley against Natalya, and well, the match never even happened. Ripley attacked Natalya during her entrance, tossed her around, hit her with a Riptide in the middle of the ring, and there we go. What the f- what, what? Okay, I don't know what this is leading to for Natty, but Natty just keeps getting her ass beat by Rhea. Cool. Poor Natty. Right? Uh, Kathy Kelly interviewed Raquel Rodriguez. She says she looks forward to facing a legend in Trish Stratus, but she was pissed at what she just saw from Rhea. Rhea then walked up and walked in through the curtain there in Gorilla, got in her face, and Raquel's like, you better hope that I don't win this and then win money in the bank because I'll cash in on you. And I'm like, oh, yes, because those two have some great matches in NXT. But then my other thought was, why didn't they just have Raquel challenge Rhea for the title of Money in the Bank. because As of right now, Rhea has no match at Money in the Bank. So, yeah. Actually, as of right now, there's no woman's title match at all set for Money in the Bank. Not yeah, I'm, kind of thinking they,
1: I'm kind of thinking for SmackDown, they'll probably just do a triple threat for that title because Bianca keeps saying
0: You think Bianca screws or, up the, the my re- Go for it.
1: Probably because like, because she keeps saying like, I'm going to get a rematch my way. Right. And Charlotte's saying, I want the belt. So they do that match next week. Now, Bianca kind of like screws up the match. They're saying, all right, you're all going to fight for the belt that Money in the Bank.
0: I can see it. Uh, As we go into the final hour of the show, Zayn and Owens met with Cody. Zayn said they had his back anytime that he needed it. Rhodes said, Tozawa already offered. And Holmes was like, very upset by that. Holding his temper in. And he really wanted to punch somebody in the face. Rhodes was like, hey, I didn't accept Tozawa's offer. And I'd be thrilled to have the champs by my side. Holmes was very happy and said, let's punch some people.
1: Well, there we go. Then we had Money in the Bank Qualcomm. Poor <laughs> Right. I mean, I'm kind of hoping for Tozawa. Huh? Kind of hope they like send him down to NXT for like a big, like, big, like, rebrand. That'd be fun. Of. Cause the last time I go m- after I'm go after the North American title,
0: that'd be cool. That'd the be Heritage fun. Cup thing
1: versus Nathan Frazier would be amazing. Yeah.
0: So the last time I remember seeing Tozawa was that segment with um, Xavier Woods when they interrupted Rhea and Dom, and then like Rhea stepped to them, and he was like, oh, no, nope. I'm going to walk away from you. I'm scared of Rhea. That's the last time I remember seeing Tizawa on screen. But, money to make qualifier. Trish Stratus versus Raquel Rodriguez. Match went just shy of six minutes. Kevin Patrick said this was Stratus' first singles match on Raw in 12 years. You want to know what that match was? Do you know what that match was? Uh, I do not. Why? She lost a no DQ to Vicky Guerrero in 2011. Wow. Before that, she hadn't had a match on Raw since a match where she beat Mickie James in 2006. Right before she retired.
2: Oh. Uh, Kevin Patrick
0: did that. Made the mention of the 12 years thing. And Corey Graves so says. Like, Go for it.
1: So like when she lost to Vicky Guerrero. Was that basically kind of like her retirement match? Then?
0: Oh I don't remember the match. I just looked it up just to see. I honestly don't remember the match at all. But when they said 12 years. I went to her cage match to look. I don't remember. The, like. I couldn't tell you what the match was. Or why they did the match. But, Ken Patrick made the 12 years reference. And Corey Graves is like, yeah, and because of that, there should be more pomp and circumstance for this. But, that itself wasn't bad. It was pretty good until the finish. Not much to it. Starks um, interfered. The ref got distracted, which led to Becky Lynch running out. Lynch attacked both Starks and Stratus and caused a DQ. Which meant Stratus technically wins. And Stratus is in Money in the Bank. But, as far as the match goes, Trish sold big for Raquel. Like, she did the whole ragdoll spot with the bear hug, which I believe is a callback to, like, a viscera angle or a viscera spot that she did once in, like, 2005. Like, Raquel would clothesline her, and she would fold in half. Like, Trish put over Raquel really big. But then Becky comes down, causes a DQ, and Raquel loses. Trish wins. Trish is in Money in the Bank. Lynch acted shocked, like she didn't know what would happen, and tried to reason with and justify things to Raquel. What did you think of this overall?
2: I mean,
1: my biggest question here with like Trish being in Money in the Bank, there's going to be a lot of women like in this match where like currently kind of in like storylines to where like it could really like affect the match mm-hmm. it's like got got a uh, becky zoe and trish who are all in their own like storyline with each other we got bailey and eo who's like been teasing that they could start feuding and there's like Zelina where <laughs> she's kind of on her own and everyone's kind of like overshadowing her yeah. which kind of sucks
2: Who's your prediction as far as the winner goes? I say EO. I would doubt that.
0: Because I say, I say, Bailey's about to win. Bailey gets knocked off. And instead of EO checking on Bailey to make sure she's okay, she takes the opportunity, scampers up, and wins. That's just my prediction.
1: It would be cool. And also, I can all... Ultimately, lead to like Eo like cashing in, then she fails because Bailey screws her over. Because, yeah, I don't think we've had a failed female cash in yet. So like, right, kind of ready for that to happen. Right All- now's the perfect opportunity for that to happen.
0: Also, what if they want to turn Raquel? Well, no, they're not. Never mind. I'm not even gonna say it because they want to do Raquel and Rhea. Never mind. Um, going forward, Braun Breaker appeared on the show was interviewed by Kathy Kelly. Braun wondered if Rollins would use tonight's attack as an excuse especially since he talked such big game. What Balor did was nothing compared to what he is going to do because he wants to hurt Seth freaking Rollins really freaking bad. Braun hoped that the doctors would prescribe Rollins enough encourage, or enough courage to show up at NXT tomorrow. He told us to get used to seeing his face on Raw because he plans on becoming the new world champion. Um, so yeah, what do you think of is this the first time we've seen Braun on Raw? Uh no. Okay.
1: He teamed. I think he teamed with oh, i team with Champa
0: during the Dolph stuff?
1: Or I I don't I know he won the NXT championship on Raw. It was the Raw after Mania.
0: I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up.
1: You no know, I know that happened and a lot of people were like why the heck did he not just win the belt at stand and deliver?
0: Braun Breaker made his uh, Monday Night Raw debut on March 7th, 2022. He had a... tag team match. In Cleveland, Ohio, of all places, where they were tonight. Um, Let's see, what was it? Come on. Now it doesn't want to load. Tommaso Champa the NXT champion Braun Breaker teamed up on Monday Night Raw. You were right. And then he also appeared on, he also appeared on the April 4th, 2022 edition of Raw as well. Yeah, it was Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa against Ziggler and Rude. And then on that April 4th episode where he said he won the title back, yeah. Dolph versus Braun, April 4th
1: because that was like the weekend after that was like the Monday after like Stand and Deliver right. and that's where he won the belt and a lot of people were like why the heck did he not just win the belt at Stand and Deliver
0: I remember now, now that we're talking about it I fully remember all this uh, Byron Saxton caught up with the Becky Lynch for an interview she basically tried to make it seem like the odds are against her because the likes of Trish Starks Bailey and Eo are all in the ladder match. Lynch said that she would either come out victorious or take Trish and Starks down with her. So, yeah. No mention of, I'm sorry, I screwed up and cost Raquel. Well, that could lead to something. I don't know. Then we had... Go for it.
1: Uh, I can honestly see it. So, like, let's say next week they do Becky and Raquel against Zoe and... I can see it. Turns on Becky saying, like, you screwed me in the ladder... My opportunity of in the ladder match, so you're on your own against Zoe and Trish. I'm not helping.
0: Maybe, but that would be a heel thing, and they're teasing her and Rhea, and they're not going to have her and Rhea if they're both heels. So... I can see the tag match, but I don't see her abandoning Becky.
2: Well, then
0: we got Bronson Reed versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Match went eight and a half minutes, oh, a little shy of eight and a half minutes. Uh, they went back, uh, they went to a break pretty quickly, and Ricochet entered, and he sat at ringside. Nakamura hit a spinning heel kick off the ropes for a two. Reed followed this up with a power slam for a two. Nakamura. Tried a triangle choke, but Reed hoisted him up into a sit out powerbomb for a near-fall. Reed tried to shove Nakamura into Ricochet, but Ricochet popped up, and Nakamura landed in the chair. Funny spot. Ricochet then kicked to the chair, and Nakamura fell into Reed, which was very well-timed. Oh, this was great. Nakamura stared down Ricochet, so Reed attacked Nakamura and rolled him back into the ring. Ricochet turned his back on Reed, so Reed shoved him into the steel steps. Ricochet then leaped onto the apron as Nakamura set up Reed for a Kinsasha. However, Reed moved and Nakamura knocked Ricochet off the apron. Reed followed this up with the back suplex and a tsunami for the pinfall of victory. I liked it. The crowd actually got into Bronson Reed here, but it's like, why are we doing so much with Bronson if he's not in money in the bank? Where is the end game here with these three guys?
1: I honestly don't know. So weird. I, I, I am glad that fans are starting to like. Finally, give a reaction towards Bronson Reed because, right. like, when he first came back. Like fans were getting like no reaction <clears throat> to this guy whatsoever. Like people were even noticing on Twitter. Yeah. And like, yeah, fans, like live <laughs> crowd. There's like no. It's like dead silent when Bronson Reed comes out.
0: Um, and I think Corey Graves said it a couple times. Hey, uh, you know, Bronson Reed's not even in Money in the Bank, but Nakamura and Ricochet are. Like, he had to let us know.
1: Well, Bronson Reed also, like, lost his qualifying match, I'm pretty sure. Yep.
2: He lost it to Nakamura.
1: So I'd say they'll probably do another match. Bronson Reed versus Nakamura, because... Either that got one, Bronson Reed's got one, so they'll probably do a third.
0: Either that or Bronson Reed and Ricochet. Hey, I'm just happy that they're doing stuff with all these guys. And it's not like just hit row, sitting, doing nothing. So there was a clip of Seth Rollins who appeared to be at a hospital, but at least they made it seem like that. But I think he was just in the trainer's room. they so really... Tight shot, so you couldn't really tell. Rollins said that they took him from the X, uh, from the arena to get an x-ray on his ribs. Rollins didn't care what the doctors had to say because he would like to see badass Braun Breaker at NXT, and he wasn't going all the way there just to lose. Rollins said he was happy to see Balor, who beat him seven years ago, and said money in the bank can't come soon enough. So Finn's basically, or not Finn, um, Seth's basically like, hey, I might be hurt. But I'm not backing down from any of these challenges. I know I want you to really get into Seth as the babyface, the resilient, fighting
1: babyface. Honestly, you know, very like generic, like babyface response to like, I may be down, but I'm not giving up kind of thing.
0: Exactly. Then we had the main event. And boy, did this crowd soak this entire match up. This was great. Super, super, super fun. Six man tag it was Cody Rhodes and the tag team champions. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against all three male members of Judgment Day. The Rhodes wanted Dom who tagged into a chorus of booze, but he immediately tagged right back out to Finn. Dom tagged back in when they had Rhodes held in the corner and he smacked him in the back. Dom quickly scampered out of the ring before tagging into Priest. The crowd then chanted, Dom's a pussy. Dom's a pussy. Dom set up for the three amigos, but Zayn countered into a vertical suplex. As Dom and Ballard distracted the referee, Ripley dropped Zane with a clothesline, which led to a break. Brandy sent out a tweet during this match, where she said, and "Hold on, I'm gonna pull that up really fast. It was pretty funny." Brandy Rhodes tweeted,
2: "Somebody hit that gal." Straight up, somebody hit that gal.
0: Uh, Zayn avoided a corner splash at one point by Priest, but Dom tagged himself in, knocked Rose off the apron, and pulled Zayn into the Judgment Day's corner. Dom quickly tagged back out again, and the crowd chanted again, Dom's a pussy. Uh, Zane then dropped Balor with a clothesline and made a hot tag. Zayn stomped away on Dom to the delight of the crowd, Dom tried to escape, so Owens brought him back into the ring and hit a super kick and a cannonball for a two. Fowler made a blind tag and hit a headlock, elbow drop, and a sling blade, but Owens caught him with a super kick. Rhodes made the hot tag and hit Priest with a clothesline an uppercut a power slam and a disaster kick for a two. Rhodes then went to the top, but stepped back down after Ripley jumped on the apron. The distraction allowed Priest to give Rhodes a choke slam, but Zane broke up the cover. Dom went after Zane, so Zane knocked him off the apron into the arms of Ripley, who put him down very, very nicely. Ripley then dared Zane to hit her. Zane ran at her as if he would, and she ducked. So Zane then hit Dom with a flip dive. Really cool spot. Really cool spot where he's like running at her. He's like running, running, running. She goes down. Super smooth. At the same time, or right after. Rhodes gives Priest a Cody cutter for a near fall as Owens and Balor are brawling in ringside. Rhodes then knocked Priest out of midair with a forearm, but Dom broke up the cover. Dom went to give Rhodes the six-one-nine, but Zane clotheslined him and hit a haluva kick. Owens then gave Dom a stunner, and Rhodes hit Priest with a crossroads to pick up the victory. So there we go. Rhodes poses with this is funny at the end. Rhodes poses with Owens and Zane, and the crowd. Louder than maybe we've ever heard other than a WrestleMania does the whoa so loud that Cody like loses it and was like overjoyed and starts laughing. I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy is having so much fun. Crowd loved it all. He loved everything. Sammy and Kevin were great. Judgment Day was fantastic. So, yeah, fantastic main event here on Monday Night Raw. What would you think of it?
1: Yeah, the main event was pretty good. I, I I really enjoyed it. like the like when fans do the whoa, they didn't do that until like he joined WWE. Like that was never because, a thing that they did in AW.
0: Because well, a little bit. A little bit. But not much. Because you gotta remember Eventually in AEW, fans got sick and tired of Cody and hated him. <laughs> like uh, I, I know some things backstage where people weren't too fond of Cody. But I don't know why the crowd have always like kept turning on Cody. That was kind of weird. Especially because now he comes to WWE and he's the most loved guy ever in the world. So I don't get it, but whatever.
1: Also, maybe it's just a change of scenery Maybe for Cody.
0: Because
1: now forward. he was like back in WWE. Now he has like the nightmare. Like, like, fans are now, like, more excited to see, like, what he can actually do in WWE as far as, like, dream matches can go. Right. Uh, since Saturday says, please let us, I love this,
0: please let us get Brandy and Cody's corner and money in the bank so she can take care of Rhea. That would be fun. That would be really fun.
1: I, I am really interested to see, like, if when they have, or if, and Brandy back right. in WWE to, like, be with Cody, which that would be really cool cool, mm-hmm. but at <clears> the same time, I can totally understand why it wouldn't happen, but it would be cool. Yes. I'm shocked we haven't seen it yet. The closest we've gotten it to, like, she was like in the crowd at WrestleMania.
0: Ringside, right behind commentary.
1: And that's the closest we ever gotten to see Brandy in WWE. Uh,
0: Mr. Bang says, Brandy doesn't stand a chance against Mommy. True. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining us here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, An- Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Luke, tell them where they can find you.
1: You can find me over at Twitter at Petkey underscore 21. And you can also find me over at Twitch at TheLukePetkey.
0: With that, guys. thank you for joining us here. Have a great rest of your Monday night. Have a great rest of your week. We'll be back. Well, I'll be back Wednesday night for AEW Dynamite, the final AEW Dynamite before Forbidden Door this weekend. But with that, guys, have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.